this will be a great podcast today, very, very diverse. Jazz Shaw is going to be joining us, talking about what the government is withholding on UFOs. Then um, this will be a great podcast. We have um, John Hayward or Dr. Rizzo coming on to talk about the, the border mess, southern border, the mess on the southern border. And also to talk about not just the mess on the southern border, but also the Democrats grab for guns, including the two major Democrats here in Connecticut, Blumenthal and Murphy, going for a big gun grab after the shooting in Colorado. Do anything you can to grab guns. Never let a tragedy go to waste or a crisis go to waste. They're certainly not, certainly not letting this go to waste. Are they, Jane? No. Nope. Hey, we've been on the air for a few minutes. We haven't even started fighting yet. Well, I can start right now if you want. Are we calling Dr. Zero now or what? Uh, yes, give him a call right now. Hello, this is John. Hey, John. Hello, John. Hey, hey. Jim How's and Jay Vicage. How are you? We're great. How are you doing? Oh, doing quite well. I'm going to play a couple of bites for you and maybe get you to respond to them. First Sounds of all, let me, let, me play, let me play this for you, and then I'll get you to hear it to talk on this. The Jesse Waters. This is Jesse Waters from The Five. Less than a week. Sorry, that's not Jesse Waters. That's Joe Biden. <laughs> Really, we water. couldn't tell. I don't know where he went. Anyway, here is Joe Biden. Maybe I can get you to comment on this. After the horrific murders of eight people and the assault on the AAPI community in Georgia, while the flag was still flying half-staff for the tragedy, another American city has been scarred by gun violence and resulting trauma. And the state that I even hate to say it because we're saying it so often, my heart goes out. Our hearts go out for the survivors. What does that mean? Does that mean Biden cares about the survivors? What does it mean his heart goes out? Well, I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be bad when you said thoughts and prayers. Remember that? Whenever people would say thoughts and prayers, the the lefties would all start screaming and yelling that that was pointless. But I guess it's okay when Joe Biden does it. and now you've got uh, Senator Schumer coming out saying he's going after your guns, by the way. But make no mistake, the Senate legislative graveyard is over. Two summers ago, after another horrific shooting, the Republican leader, then Majority Leader McConnell, promised that there'd be a debate in the Senate floor on gun violence. It never happened. Republicans seem averse to even wanting to talk about the epidemic of gun violence. We're talking with John Hayward, by the way, of Breitbart.com, Breitbart News. John, thank you for joining us, otherwise known as Dr. Zero, formerly of Hot Air. Well, it sounds like we have some gun control issues to talk about. Sounds like. I, the truth about what's really going on, and we know now why. They've been blocking the media from seeing it firsthand. Shocking new photos from inside a Texas facility show horrific conditions for migrant children crammed into little plastic cages. One pod is at nearly twice the capacity and is holding more than 400 unaccompanied male minors. The White House claims it's working on giving reporters access, while the DHS secretary says we might just have to take the Biden administration's word for it. Um, this is amazing. Uh, in other words, Trump was a bad guy for uh, putting people in detention facilities, but apparently Joe Biden is a humanitarian. 
want that's, to get that's what they say. Well, you know, Joe Biden's up to about eight times, I think, ten times as many kids in cages now as Trump is. But see, there's no bars on the cages or they won't let you photograph them. Now they have transparent plastic barriers. So that makes all the difference in the world, I guess. That makes them cages of love and hope instead of, a, you know, evil Trump's mean and nasty cages full of children. It's also utterly ridiculous. And in a way, it's, it's kind of related to the gun control issue. It's that Democrat mindset of attacking the American people, attack, attack, attack. It's all your fault. It's your problem. You're responsible for this. You're an accessory to murder. If you're a law-abiding gun control uh, gun owner, if you're a law-abiding citizen with a gun or a concealed carry permit, you support the Second Amendment, well, you're personally responsible for, for every murder that happens in the country that they choose to pay attention to. Of course, they, they don't pay attention to the constant murders and Democrat big cities. No, 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 we can't talk about that. It's only the, the cherry-picked high-profile mass shootings that they want to discuss. But you're, you're an accessory to every one of those crimes if you believe in the Second Amendment. But don't you dare blame them, the Democrats, the elite, for causing this border problem, which they obviously did. I mean, Joe Biden invited this. He pulled the trigger on this border invasion, and he's got this gigantic humanitarian crisis he's created at the border. But you're not allowed to blame them. No, it's your fault again, America. Guess what? You people in the middle class, you middle Americans, you gun-owning rubes and hicks, this is all your fault because you're evil and xenophobic and you won't let these innocent people just come across the border and seek a better life and vote Democrat like they so desperately want to do. We're listening to John Hayward, otherwise known as Dr. Zero, formerly of HotAir.com, now with Breitbart.com. Go to Breitbart, read all of their news. It's great stuff. You like it a lot. You were there the other day. You said Mm -hmm. how much you like it. Let me play this as Joe Biden again, not Jesse Waters. This is the one thing I do know enough to say on in terms of what's happened there. While we're still waiting for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps Common sense, John. Which are what? I've got to take common sense. Which are what? Can somebody finally tell me what they are? Common sense gun control, John. What is common sense? That's their buzz phrase. Yep. So we're talking about, you know, in the case of the, the second shooter that we're talking about here, this guy is a radical Islamist. He's an ISIS fan. He's, he's a jihadi, basically, from everything that we know about this guy, and apparently mentally disturbed on top of that. And, you know, he, he was watched by the FBI. They knew, they've admitted they knew he existed. They were too busy rounding up everybody who questioned the 2020 election to do anything about it. But they knew this guy was a problem. So and we know who he is. they're going to blame us. So we yep, know who he is, who John. They're, but they're gonna they're gonna blame us. It's your fault. You're too free. It's the problem is that you and me we're, we're still too free to go out and buy guns or whatever. So it's all our fault. You and know? They're going to use it to they're going done. to use it to grab our guns. Apparently, this is America. This used to be America. It ain't no more. Okay. Yeah. I know it ain't. That's a part point of the picture. The U.S. fascism. Well, what what was he using supposedly the AR-15? Is that what they're going to, or what looked like, what looked like AR-15? They blame everything on AR-15. And John, let me ask you a question. This was even on Fox News. I heard the anchors say that one of the things they do know is that he has more weapons back in the house. What do they mean by weapons? Do they mean guns or do they mean baseball bats? Or knives. Or knives. Yeah. Or or pressure cookers. Right. There you go. With nails. (laughs) 
in this case, they haven't said, but there, there are plenty of ways to do harm to your fellow man. And it's a terrible thing that we live in a world where people do such things. But the answer is not disabling the law-abiding citizens' ability to protect themselves. They have this, this ridiculous fantasy that the mother state can just protect you and that you shouldn't try to do anything to protect yourself. You should just let them do it. And if you die, you know, if, you, if your house gets broken into and you're a single woman with a baby and they come in and do a home invasion, well, your life is acceptable loss. I mean, that it's too bad. Sorry you're dead and all. But that was better than having people armed and defending themselves and, and flaunting their Second Amendment rights. This is just so sick and diseased. And we just get it from these people year after year with the same tedious buzz phrases, common sense gun control. Oh, we're going to ban the scary guns. Don't worry. We're just going to ban the scary guns. Except then you look at whatever bill they put forward, and there's some paragraph in there, 36 pages in, that says they're going to ban every semi-automatic weapon in the country, which would be almost all of them. You know, it's always more than what they claim. They always say they just want to get the scary gun that's used in a statistically insignificant number of crimes. But that gives the game away. This is all about manipulating emotion and perception, not about doing anything constitutional or effective. John Hayward of Breitbart.com. John, we just had a listener send us an information, some information saying that it was a Ruger AR-556. So don't start blaming it on an AR-15. We're not going to they spread started, around They started news. it, but they started they it. And, I, and I'm glad you corrected me, though. And besides that, you know what? All you have to do is go out on a porch and shoot two warning shots and they will scatter. So oh, you don't right, have to Joe worry Biden. about multi-magazines multi or multi-shot magazines, right? How, how many gun control zealots do you think could tell the difference between a Ruger 5.56 and an AR-15? I mean, seriously, to save their lives, hang them over a tank full of sharks and say, here, you have to tell these two guns apart or you're going in a shark tank. Every one of them be shark food. None of them has any idea what the, how any of these things work. And really, in the gun control movement, it's kind of a point of pride to not know anything about guns or existing gun laws. You prove your sincerity. You signal your virtue by not having a clue what semi-automatics are versus fully automatics what's an assault rifle, what's, a, what's an AR-15, how many shots can this or that weapon fire. Not knowing those things is how you prove that you're a sincere true believer. If you know too much about guns and you start understanding them, then you stop being a gun control zealot and you start understanding them better and they're demystified, you're not afraid of them anymore, you're not emotional anymore, and you stop falling for these sucker plays of gun control. Besides, you don't need an AR-15 <laughs> if you're dead. Joe Biden or Dr. Jill Biden. If the banning certain weapons and high capacity magazines will mean that law abiding citizens will then what become more of a target to criminals as we will have no way to sufficiently protect ourselves. That's a sentiment that came up. Is again this Parents and again. Magazine? It is. I have Parents <laughs> Magazine at home. I've never heard anybody in Parents Magazine ask these kinds of questions, but I'm delighted to answer them. Um, first of all, uh, the, the idea that. The repeat the last part of the question, please. So she's asking if. Um, um, a ban goes into effect on certain kinds of weapons and high-capacity magazines. And what's her name? Um, her, Kate. Kate, if you want to protect yourself, get a double-barrel shotgun, <laughs> have the shells, a 12-gauge shotgun, and I promise you, as I told my wife, we live in an area that's wooded and somewhat secluded. I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here or walk out Put that double-barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. I promise you, whoever coming in is not going to—you don't need an AR-15. It's harder to aim. It's harder to use. And, in fact, you don't need 30 rounds to protect yourself. And, in do you fact, know? you don't need 30 rounds. How so do you know what we need? Buy a shotgun. Buy a shotgun. 
just fire it into the air. That'll scare the scare the living daylights yeah. out of them. Yeah. And, and if Jill Biden had taken Joe Biden's advice, which is ludicrous, I mean, they have professional protection and they always have. Mm. But if Jill Biden had taken Joe Biden's advice, she'd spend the rest of her life in jail she because would. he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You can't do that. You can't just randomly fire a shotgun blast into the air. That's recklessly endangering civilian life. Anybody who actually knows how guns work, understands gun laws and gun safety was, was aghast at listening to this boob come up with this ridiculous scenario. Shoot him through the door. My God. You know, but that's what we're talking about. These people have no idea what they're saying. They don't understand anything about guns or self-defense or police protection. They live cosseted, protected lives as political elites with professionals that are guarding them day and night. And they don't ever have to imagine themselves being in the position of a single mom when the door gets kicked in and burglars come in. And while we're on the subject of how many bullets you need, I wonder if President Biden or whoever he's going to assign to this would care to scroll through the crime statistics for people that have defended themselves with guns and found out how many of them needed to fire quite a few shots to resolve their situation. That That's the same kind of ludicrous, divorced from reality, nanny state nonsense that these people always come up with. You don't need 30 rounds to defend yourself. What if six people come busting into my house, which happens? But you also mean, we actually had a legislator here in Connecticut that proposed only selling firearms that fired one shot. That didn't last very long, but I was stunned at that. Fired one shot. So if three people come in the house, one well, shot will get it all done. It doesn't even matter how many people come to the house. Is that can the you Kennedy imagine? magic bullet? But can you imagine the situation, how nervous you would be, how well you would be aiming? I don't think I would be very calm. No, I think my hands would aren't. be shaking. And uh, you Honestly. know what? There was an interesting theory that uh, Newsmax wrote um, about us being better shots because now you give a thought about um, aiming better because you don't have that much ammunition, ammunition besides it costing more money. So we are actually possibly going to become better shots. Uh, that's the famous line. We don't fire warning shots around here because ammunition a, is too expensive. I have it on a door. <laughs> Really, if you look at the uh, the FBI statistics for gun battles and so on, trained professionals miss a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, it, being in a gunfight is, is high energy, even if you're experienced and you've done it. It's just so preposterous that these people can sit around and say, well, you know, I know exactly what would happen if, if somebody comes, you know, kicking in my front door. And I, I just watched all three John Wick movies and, and you only need six shots to kill six guys. You just shoot them all in the head. I mean, it, it, it's just so absurd. They're, they're not on the planet Earth. To them, this is all a political game, and they're not thinking about what happens to actual people who are placed in dangerous situations like that. And if you're, you know, some of these people that have had to defend themselves, they needed a firearm to prevent things from escalating. Sometimes having one prevents you from needing to use one because you have one. There, there are so many situations that can appear, and people that are responsible about owning guns, they learn these things. They understand. You get training. If you go in for a concealed carry permit, you're most likely going to be taught by people that maybe have some law enforcement military background, and they're going to tell you some things about how this works and what the legalities of gun ownership are. You're going to become more responsible, and that's the key word here, responsibility. These politicians want to create a world where there is no responsibility, where they call all the shots and make all the decisions, and no one gets to think of themselves as a responsible individual. But if you seriously make an effort to learn about firearms and apply for a permit, then you become more responsible and more individual. And they hate that. They hate that you start thinking of yourself as someone with a responsibility to take care of yourself, your property, your family, your fellow citizen. They don't want you thinking that way. They want you helpless and obedient. Uh, one of the things that Joe Biden said was he will get down to the border eventually. Get, listen to this. 
Are you thinking of going to the border? At some point I will, yes. Do you want to see firsthand what's going on in those facilities? At some point I will, John. At some point I'll go to the border. That's his comment. At some point I'll go to the border. If he makes it up the stairs of the airplane. Sorry. Yeah, you, you have to understand. He, he typically calls it a day at like one in the afternoon. It's hard to get down to the border when you, you work a short day like that. I mean, it's such nonsense. Could you imagine any of the things that Biden or Harris has said about the border? Har- the vice president, Kamala Harris, laughing, I laughing. Know. And I then know. asked that if she awful. would go to the border, laughing. Like, it was ridiculous. Could you imagine if Donald Trump or Mike Pence had taken that attitude or said any of these things? My God. I mean, people's heads would be exploding. They'd be slumped over dead at their keyboards with hate streets banged out on Twitter for these inhuman monsters, but because they're Democrats, eh, whatever, you know, they're, they're not going to get any flack for this. They just pretend the problem doesn't exist. It is a big problem. It's a massive humanitarian crisis. Now, in complete honesty, about the kids in the cage. I called John last night privately, just a private conversation between the two of us, so he could talk me off the ledge. I was deathly afraid that the country was about to go all full socialist. I was definitely afraid well, that capitalism was going to die. Here's Alexander Ocasio-Cortez on a, in an interview, I think, with NBC News. So in the context of democratic socialism, then, do you think it calls for an end to capitalism? Ultimately, we are marching towards progress on this issue. I do think that we are going to see an evolution in our economic system of an unprecedented decree. And it's hard to say what direction that that takes. You know, I joke that- But it sounds like you're skeptical that capitalism is going to continue to be the right answer. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's, I think it's at least a question. I think it's absolutely a question. It's a question that capitalism is not the answer any longer. Where, where, where is her head anyway? I'll tell you where, but it's not going to be pretty. This is not just her either, I must say. This is a growing problem around the world. I mean, we we collectively, the Western world, the free people of the world, are losing their faith in freedom and capitalism, and it's been stolen from them. Right? They blame a lot of things on capitalism that were actually the doing of government and government regulations and politicians and thieves and con artists and not people engaging in capitalism. So they, they've been worked on. People have been demoralized for years. But there is this growing sense around the world that the only way to make democracy work is to have an authoritarian core, a basic system that is beyond the reach of the people and the voters, that issues commands that cannot be argued with or debated over important things, the things the experts have decided. The experts have decided that they're going to save the planet from global warming. So you're going to have to do whatever they say. And you don't get to vote on it. You don't get to resist. You don't get to refuse. That will be administered in an authoritarian and totalitarian way. Every bit of society will be enlisted in the private sector and entertainment and culture in order to make you obey the commands of this core state. But on top of that, then we can have a little diplomacy and democracy for you guys that really want to feel like you're in control of your own lives. We'll have a little icing of democracy over the cake of authoritarianism. This is an incredibly dangerous delusion, but it is darn near the universal consensus of the academic elite. So explain this to me. If, If we are such a bad country and capitalism is so bad, why are people pouring in from the other countries? Why is it? I, I would like to say that all those people know better, and maybe some of them do, but, you know, a lot of them don't even understand how any of this works anymore. They don't know why America is, is wealthy and it's good to live here. They just know it is. 
they want to be here, but they haven't necessarily given a lot of thought to how it is this way or what they have to do to keep it working. And that's not just foreigners, by the way. If you live in a state like Florida, you get to watch people from these horrid, you know, hellhole blue states, these basket cases like New York and California. You've got streams of refugees pouring into Florida. And the first thing all of them do when they get here is say, boy, it's nice that you guys do everything wrong. Yeah. you know. (laughs) Now that we're here, we're going to we're going to vote Democrat. We're going to fix everything that's wrong with your state. But thank God we're here. They have no conscious understanding of why these states are better than the ones that they fled. They and they don't make the connection you that they what? themselves and their if, voting is if, the if, reason they're. If you want to know what totalitarianism leads to, Jane has a heartbreaking post on her Facebook page. Would you tell them about the young little kids that were murdered? That was World War Two. I know, but it was still a totalitarianism. Well, that was different circumstances. But I was going to say, people that have Democrats on registration should uh, fill out a refugee form and wait for um, some kind of a green card to be allowed to a, a blue state, don't you think? I mean, red state, pardon me. My point is is that the reason we have a Second Amendment is not to go hunt in varmints. That's not we have, why we have a Second Amendment. We have it to prevent what Jane posted about. What was that What was that about, Jane? I don't remember. I don't remember know. that was the Nazis lining up those kids and slaughtering I'll, them? I'll, in Lidice, yeah, because uh, there were a lot of Jews around in the town and people were helping people. What town was that? Lidice. It means um, Lidica, L- Czechoslovakia. Lidi is people. Lidica is like a uh, town of people. But um, they gathered all the children and uh, in front of their parents, they set them on fire and burned them all. I'm sure we all like to think that we would never come down to an armed insurrection against our own government is the only way to survive. Like we certainly, I think we all hope that would never happen. But I think we all have to understand that the way we think of ourselves and of the duties, responsibilities, privileges, and citizenship is very strongly shaped by this concept of self-defense. The First and Second Amendment are a pretty powerful doubleheader there. That's a one-two punch that really defines liberty. It defines the individual, what it means to be a sovereign citizen. And freedom of speech and religion is definitely a part of that. And then the freedom, the right to defend yourself is an important part of that. It places a burden of responsibility on you. You're not a ward of the state. You're not helpless. You're not a child. But if you disarm the public, you are left at the mercy of a tyrannical government. You uh, do, do some, or disarm them gangs. and prevent them from speaking, and they are doing right. both. And if you disarm people, they're, they're at the mercy of everyone. You know, it doesn't take a whole lot of force to overwhelm and compel an individual person. All you need is a gang with baseball bats. All you need is people that are willing to use a little violence to get what they want. Yeah. And, you know, law-abiding people are not really ready to get into a knife fight with the guy that just kicked their front door in. So the, the Second Amendment, firearms, are what gives us dignity and responsibility as individuals. It's the way we're supposed to think of ourselves. So when you hear somebody saying, why do you need a gun that shoots 30 bullets? The correct answer is, it's none of your damn business. You know, it's it's not up to us to justify our rights. Why does anybody need Twitter? Why does anybody need mail? Why does anybody need a telephone? Why does anybody exactly. need a television? Exactly. We, we have rights that are not subject to some bureaucrat or some aggressive political party coming in and saying, you know, we thought it over and we don't think you need that right anymore. So we're going to take it away. We don't have to justify what's in the Constitution. It's ours and nobody can take it away. You know what else, John? I, I don't think we have any f- of those fluorescent light bulbs First, second, we are changing on the, all the toilets to uh, toilets that you don't have to flush 15 times. And I changed the faucets uh, into faucets that actually run water. That's my freedom, too. 
yeah, it's nice to have the, the option to choose. I mean, that's really what capitalism is, isn't it? It's, it's the option to choose. When, when people criticize capitalism, I always tell them to start out by taking a look in the mirror because you're looking at an incredibly valuable bit of capital that you own. You're a capitalist and your labor is your capital and you sell it in order to get your paycheck, you know, in order to get your money. Capitalism is your ability to do that as you sit and to refuse to do it. If you don't like a job, if you get an offer you don't like, you don't have to take it but because of capitalism. And there is no other system under which that's true. I, I'm here to tell all of you people that are daydreaming about socialist utopias that you will work. You will work. But only under capitalism do you get to choose how and why and to make rational decisions about how hard you want to work and how much you want to earn and what you want to sacrifice to get what you want. Under every other system, very much including socialism, you will be made to work at the point of a gun. You will be forced to work. John, I, I saw just the other day, I saw there is a town in the United States that is experimenting with a guaranteed income. Jane, you lived in a country under a communist system that had a guaranteed income, correct? How did that work out for the country? Yeah, that's pretty much the only guarantee. No, you, you have a guarantee that you have a job. Doesn't mean, matter that you, um, doesn't mean that you are going to work. Some people do, some people don't. They pretend that you work. That you pretend that you work, and they pretend that they give you paycheck because they can, They they own, like Jim says, they own all your money. They just let you keep some of it. You don't have the choices. You don't. You, so in a communist government, you have no government. idea how tying it is. Um, how how the, the you know we had fences to keep us in. We have fences to keep people out. Look at the capital. It looks like the socialism. They are trying to keep people out of the the capital. What's up with that? Well, yeah, and we can't have a fence to defend ourselves and our borders, but the political class gets a fence to defend Be- itself when it wants to. Because they, stole, it's also hypocritical. because they stole the election. They're you afraid- know, the universal basic income idea you were mentioning, when that was originally proposed years ago, the idea was that it would replace the entire welfare state. We would basically get rid of the entire government welfare apparatus, and we would just have a UBI, universal basic income, of whatever it was, and it would just be a check that everybody gets. And it wouldn't require a lot of manpower to administer it, you know, because it was so simple. But that's no longer the way they talk about it. That was a bait and switch to get people to start nodding and saying, gee, maybe that would make sense. Now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, no, you get all the other stuff and you get a universal basic income. We're not going to trim the welfare state down. We're not going to make this gazillion trillion dollar government smaller. We're going to do all of this food stamp nation stuff. And we're going to give you a universal basic income, which is a horrible, unsustainable idea. And it really devalues the value of work of human capital of that capital you're seeing when you look in the mirror. All of these schemes make you less valuable and give you less control over what you do with your life and fewer choices for how you're going to invest your time. Time is money. All that money you're earning is equivalent of time. And under capitalism... Well, as Jane's in communist Czechoslovakia when you had a guaranteed income for the work that you did, she said some people worked, some people didn't. you're not taking in consideration human nature. You have people that like to work and will work and will work over time. And you have people that will just sit on their butts and eventually the people that work hard will get fed up. Um, I mean, look at the society. I mean, the human nature is just, you cannot control it. It's just like nature. You can't control it. That's what I was saying earlier. That's exactly what I mean by the freedom. Because you can't, that valuable, that capital you see in the mirror is too valuable. It can't be allowed to just rot and not be used. No society can survive if everybody who feels like working works and everybody who doesn't feel like working just sits there. 
sooner or later, it might be how it starts. It might be the promise. And all the kids are like, yeah, I don't have to work. But before too long, everyone realizes that's unsustainable. And so all the lazy people suddenly have whips on their backs and guns in their faces, and they're getting told what they have to do in order to produce. And you don't have any control over it or any say over it the way you would under capitalism. You get used as a product, as a resource, instead of being valuable capital to spend as you see fit. John, I want to thank you for joining us. Believe it or not, Jazz Shaw, your old stable mate, is going to join us now from Odd Air. He's he's going to talk about the UFO. You know, that's his favorite topic, the amount of information the government is keeping information from us on UFOs. John, probably not for much longer from what I hear. Hello to all our extraterrestrial friends. (laughs) Hi to everybody listening to this. It's not from Earth. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) John, thank you so much, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon again, okay? Take care. Take care, John. Bye. Okay. Um, Hang on. I'm looking for this. Did you think that's find. actually a brilliant idea to have people, uh, on, based on their um, registration, have to file for um, residency before they are allowed to move to another state so they wouldn't pollute it with their stupid ideas? I, I like it. I like it too. Get a green card for another state. If, if it's a red state and you want to get there and you're a Democrat, guess what? They want to control us. They want to control what we're saying. They, they want to control what we're doing, what we're owning. Um, they should be controlled too. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, me too. Okay, where's the phone number? Okay, there's the phone number for jazz right there. I'm looking for oh. his intro music though. Okay. I can't find it. You guys can call on the other line. It actually, we tested it and it seems like it's working. So um, if anybody wants to call um, at 860-202, I'm sorry, that's not the right number. 860-888-2101. And so uh, Jazz Shaw is going to be joining us um, about the UFO. As I recall, um, Hillary was the first one that was going to open the uh, area. What is it? Area... Is area it 61, 51? No, area 51. 51. 50 something. Yep, I think it's 51. Um, so, oh, that's the phone number? Yep. Maybe it's automatically in the phone. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, let me know when you want to. Oh, I dialed it wrong. Had this all lined up too and worked all day on this. Okay. What no, is uh ready. what is easy K one? What vehicles? What? Um Sam is talking about something, I don't know. I have no idea. I'll have to get to it in a second. Anyway, Jazz is gonna join <sighs> us pretty soon here. Gotcha. Okay.
Jazz, are you there? Nope, he's not. You're going to have to play it again. If he doesn't know the line, let's call him from this line. You can't call him from that line. I know, but I'm just calling to let him know we're calling from the other line. Okay. Okay. Jazz, we're calling you from, we, we have to hang up and call you from the show line. Are you ready to go? Okay. Let me get my headset. Great. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna hang up and we'll hang you up. We're gonna hang up and call you back on the show line. Okay. Do you want to call him on that number? Might even be programmed in. It's not. Did he say he expected us earlier? I guess so. Played the music. I did. Play it again. Um, jazz. It's Jim and Jane Visage. We wanted to talk about this. Apparently, the, the government's been keeping information from us on UFOs. What's going on here? Is there are there is there proof of ex, extraterrestrials that they're not telling us about? No, not yet. Yes, <laughs> there's definite proof that. There's something going on that there are things flying around. Stuff is uh, happening. Stuff is definitely happening, but until we get the report uh, from the UAP task force, uh, hopefully by the beginning of June, uh, we're not gonna, we're not going to know what they're going to tell us. If they're going to tell us everything they know, which is unlikely. But Jazz Shaw is the weekend editor of hotair.com. Jazz, thanks so much for joining us. I know it's late in the in the day. Well, it's not that late in the day, but uh, always a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Uh, let me play this piece of audio for you. The, I'm sure you've heard this before. Two Navy pilots talking about a UFO right in front of them. So they're looking at a UFO right in front of them, these Navy pilots. So apparently it's not just quacks like myself that claim to have seen a UFO. Navy pilots have seen it too. It's kind of hard to dismiss them, isn't it, Chaz? Well, I think for a lot of people it is. It is for me, certainly. Um, I've seen some weird things myself, but, uh, you know, it's not just those three videos. It's not just the testimony of those particular pilots. Um, two of those three came from a, an encounter from 2004 with pilots off the uh, USS Nimitz. I used to be an aircraft carrier seller myself down in that area. Uh, and another one came from 2015 off the East Coast. Um, but they have those videos. But I was more interested recently when John Ratcliffe, the former director of national intelligence, uh, just went 
on an interview with uh, Maria Bar uh, on Fox News and revealed some things that we hadn't heard before. He's like, well, yeah, we have those, but there's a lot more that you haven't seen. And this, and he said, I had been working on trying to get them declassified and putting them out, but uh, Trump lost and we left office before we could finish. And he said they have uh, other videos, other photos. They have satellite video and photos picking these things up. So, and he seems to believe that some of that's going to be declassified with the upcoming report. Now, who's driving them? Where did they come from? Unless they have a lot of information we don't know about, which I guess is possible, we still don't know. But they're seeing stuff they can't identify, and they are 99% positive. It's not ours. It's not the Russians. not the Chinese. Do you think it's they're afraid doing... to tell us what it is? Do you think that we'll panic? That they think we'll panic? You know, I, I think that was a big excuse back in the 70s and the 80s. I, I don't think that's it anymore, honestly. I, I really don't. I, I think they're just, they've been hiding everything for so long. They're just in the habit of it. And they don't want to talk about it. And maybe they'd feel kind of bad if they said, okay, we've known about this for 70 years and we haven't told you. And they're worried about the backlash. I think that's one possibility. Uh, but there, there's some stuff coming out. How much we don't know yet. But there are definitely... When are they going to release it, Jazz? Uh, the deadline, as per the uh, Senate Select Intelligence Committee, was 180 days after it was signed, and Donald Trump signed it. So the deadline would be late June, but sources at Fox News have talked to people who said uh, they expect it to be before that. They're expecting it as soon as June 1st. So it's a little ways off yet. But we'll see. There was an interesting interview that broke um, just this morning with Marco Rubio uh, with the outlet TMZ where a reporter caught him at the airport and got him talking about it. And he, he confirmed a lot of things we've heard before. And he's one of the guys on the committee that's been sitting in on the classified briefings. And he's, he, he confirmed, you know, it's like we're seeing these things. They show up over our naval forces. They show up over our nuclear launch facilities on the land and nobody can pin them down. Nobody can track them, but they're there. They show up on radar. They show up on video. People it, see them. Is it possible that we are already using their technology? That's one of the more out there. I'm not going to use the word fringe. You, you, have, to, you, you have to believe a lot of assumptions to get to that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if we put it on a scale, at one end, we have an X, you remember the, the show X-Files? Yep. Uh, that the government's been deeply involved and they know about it and it's aliens and they're getting the technology and people are being abducted. That That's one end of the scale. The other end of the scale is that the government's been watching, the military in particular, has been watching this stuff happen for more than 70 years and they've been recording it and they've been getting it on radar and video and photo but they're no closer than the rest of us to knowing who the heck's driving or where they came from or what they're doing or what they want. So I, I think those are the two ends of the scale. Well, I feel safe I, that I, Trump has our space army now. 
Yeah, but our our space command really is only good in the low Earth orbit. If we're talking, if we're actually talking about what we're suggesting that we're talking about, well, just look at the capabilities that are shown in the videos and in the testimony that Ratcliffe gave. These things are doing stuff that we have no idea how to do. The Russians don't know how to do it. The Chinese don't know how to do it. You well, can't they're probably take- a superior race, but then again, we've set a real low, low bar here. Well, we are setting a low bar. You're right. <laughs> but uh, but seriously, I mean, is it uh, somebody or something from another star system? Uh, there's scientists who talk about the interdimensional nature of the universe that we're not fully able to comprehend. Are they from a, a different dimension? Um, people have suggested stuff that we can't even imagine, like, oh, they're time travelers. It's actually us coming back to visit for the future. Huh. I, I'm only, I'm not throwing these out there as saying they're true. I'm just saying, because we don't know, there's a lot of possibilities and it's really impossible to, to pin that down at this point, but it would just be nice to have the government come up and do what so many of them have been saying in recent, the last three years and particularly the last six but months. That last yeah, part this is real and we don't know. Well, the last part wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, Einstein's proved that uh, you can have a parallel universe, that time is a continuum, that everything takes place at the same time. I know that's a far-out theory, but if you believe that time is relative, then it's certainly possible that these people are just from another dimension in our own universe. 